I remember the first time we had paparazzi pictures, we were walking out of an interview that you did mm-hmm. and we basically had to walk back and forth a couple of times. And I was just like, there is no way that this is what Hollywood is like. I was really shocked. It's a facade. It's all fake. I, I understand how you don't fanboy. Can't relate. But every other comment was baby bump, baby bump, baby bump. And I remember we left the show. We went to the hotel that we were at and I was crying in the lobby at all of the comments. I really haven't had like an experience on set where it's like, oh my gosh, what is this person doing? You know what that means? What does that mean? You're the diva. (laughs) I don't know. Were you ever worried whenever I'd get auditions and there was like a love interest? You're like, but if you book this role, you're going to have to make out. Yeah, I'm going to be totally honest. That is something that I really struggle with. I mean, not to make this about me. (laughs) But but he does have an IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a few credits under my name. Thank you. You have seven. Do I? Yeah, I just Did looked. You looked it up. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the So Far So Good podcast. I'm Gabriel. And I'm Jess. And we're happy to have you here. And we are happy to do life together. And we're excited. And so far, so good. We really got to work on our intro. But you know what's really exciting? This is the first episode that we're doing since it's all been released. Mm, And I've been really excited to get back in because we pre-recorded a couple. The three first episodes were recorded prior to launch. This is going to be a really exciting episode. We are going to dive into Gabe's, well, really both of our experience in Hollywood, the industry, Gabe's experience acting. The juice. Who's the nicest actor? Who's the rudest actor? We're going to really get into all the questions that I have for you mm. because I think it's a really interesting industry. And like, especially coming from Australia, I always found Hollywood so interesting. This I found Hollywood did. interesting coming from Florida. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure people find Hollywood interesting coming from no. anywhere in the world. Oh my yeah. gosh. I just mean like. I know. I know. Being so across so far away. Being like separated. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was always just this like mysterious, romanticized thing of like, ooh, actors in Hollywood. So it's going to be really interesting. Yeah, sick. But of course, we need to start out with our so good or no good of the day. Okay. I still don't know what it is. Jess is going to give me, she's going to fill me in on pop culture. Just because we have so much to dive into today, this is just going to be a nice, quick one. I love a quick one. Zoe Deschanel is engaged to Property Brothers star Jonathan Scott. Forever starts now. Congratulations, Zoe Deschanel and what was it? Scott? Jonathan Scott. Jonathan Scott. The way that I really, my brain thinks his name is Jonathan Property. <laughs> <'Cause he's> that's, <laughs> that's so bad. Oh my <laughs> so when you thought Property Brothers, it was like, Conti brothers. Exactly. Obviously, my I know it. That's not right. But that's how my brain remembers them is like, oh, Jonathan Property. Oh, my gosh, <laughs> Jess. You should not have said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, anyway, the couple have been together since 2019. And I think that's really sweet. I knew that they were dating, I think. Yeah, now they're think engaged. That was a thing. Congrats, guys. Which, Listen, marriage, I highly recommend. Congratulations. Okay, cool. um, Zoe girl. Who's that girl? It's just Get it. So that's the so good of the day. It's yeah. definitely a so good. Congratulations to them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you are new here, you may not know that my husband is a bit of an actor. 
an actor. What? I mean, not to make this about me, <laughs> but I am a thespian. But he does have an IMDb. <laughs> I do have a few credits under my name. Thank you. You have seven. Do I? Yeah, I just Did looked. you look it up? I have a, an award win as well. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe before we get into this, like, everyone needs to know your qualifications. Like, if they don't know that you have acted before, mm-hmm. maybe just give them a quick, and I repeat, quick rundown. Mm. Why? Do you think I'm going to ramble? Mm. Mm-hmm. That would be That's really different. Very out of character for me if I were to do that, so... So when did you start acting? Uh, I started when I was in middle school doing theater. You know, the typical thing that, you know, drama kids, us theater kids do. Um, And that led to, I was singing, dancing, acting, doing all those things. And then um, I I felt like I was strongest in acting. And then I ended up going to acting school at Florida State University. While in high school, I like tried to do some acting gigs in Miami. I did some like extra work and stuff like that. No, I was going to say your very first role. Oh yeah. yeah. I did a commercial. Yeah. I did. I did. Very popular soft drink. So in high school, I was, I think I was 15. I did a commercial for a soda and then, then I did a few extra gigs. I I don't know where it aired to be honest, but anyway, it was like Latino shows. Um, And you were extras? Some like really small stuff, you know, it's like run across the screen in the background. I was just trying to get my, I was just trying to get my, you know, my be quit on a few acting roles. You know? I didn't know that. That's yeah. really cool. And then fast forward. This is taking way too long. See, I told you. You were the one asking questions. Just a quick rundown. So he ends up moving to LA and that is where he starts his acting, full acting career. Okay. I spent a year training at an acting school. That's where I definitely developed some Thank of my chops. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I am a trained actor. I don't have a degree under my name, but... I know I a have thing an IMDb. That, that I have an IMDb, exactly. I could not have said it better myself. Then I moved to LA when the social media stuff is kind of taking off. I was doing Vine and YouTube and all that jazz. And in the process, I was also trying to do acting stuff. Booked a few roles, did a few things. It's pretty fun. Did a few seasons of different shows, that sort of stuff. So You've been around a lot of sets. You've been in a lot of auditions, like casting directors you've had a lot of experience so yeah nothing huge it was like most of it is like small stuff really um but like enough to to know the industry to know enough about the industry to you know give my opinion since that's what everyone came here for today so i would love to start out with casting and auditions i feel like i'm being interviewed right now i know but it's also like i'm so interested in this topic that mm-hmm. i am interviewing you okay thank you So why don't you give a little rundown? Now, a lot of it is self-tapes post-2020. Yes. But pre-2020, why don't you give us a little insight of like the the day before you get a message or something? I mean, it's all very similar still, except for the fact that you now film yourself rather than going in. But like the lead up to stuff is like, oh, here's a, you know, 10 page script. It's due Tuesday and you're, you know, it's Monday morning and you're like, okay, I have like today and then tomorrow to hopefully get it in by 3 p.m., which is the deadline. But prior to 2020, most of it was like in person. Uh, You'd go to the casting office and, you know, audition in front of the casting agent and all that jazz. And um, that was just like a set time that you would go like, oh, your audition is at this time, this location, where now it's like just get your self-tape in by this time, send it back to the email. Um, But yeah, you basically have not that long. So for me personally, it would always stress me out so much because we 
I wasn't just like only acting. So I didn't like just keep my schedule open for when auditions came in. I was just constantly memorizing stuff. We were also making content Mm -hmm. and we kept our schedule pretty busy doing content pretty regularly. Like we, you know, just kind of had a full schedule and I'd always get so overwhelmed with these auditions that would come in because I would want to do them and I because I loved acting and I'd want to, you know, audition for this stuff. But it was like, oh my gosh, now we have to push, you know, these meetings, this filming day, you know, and everything would kind of get shuffled. And if as soon as you get like two auditions in a week, like your week is completely overturned, I think. And I, there's, you know, there's other actors that I know that could memorize lines a lot faster than I could. Um, I just needed a bit more time. So it took me that much longer just to really give it the, the love that it needed on an audition. And that just caused, uh, you know, kind of just like throw something into your week that like now you have to spend the next, I don't know, 18 work hours working on to just get right. So tell me about how it feels when you walk into a room, like the room before an audition and everyone looks like you, right? Yeah. Yeah. You walk in and well, not all the time because sometimes they're auditioning for like different roles at the same time. Uh, Most of the time they would do it. They do it in bulk where you are auditioning for the same role. That must be pretty. As everyone else there. So it's like. Pretty confusing. Yeah. You walk into a room of a bunch of ethnically ambiguous brown hair, brown eyed, six foot one tall guys. And you're just like, oh, you're me and you're me and you're me. You know, so at that point it really comes down to like performance and just. I don't know. And then have you ever gotten into an audition room and like made a mistake? And is there a bunch of people or is it just like one person, two people? I feel like most of the time it was two people. It'd be like the casting director and then their like assistant who would like hit record and stuff like that. And, you know, sometimes the casting director would read lines. Other times it was either either like two or three most of the time. Sometimes it was just one where they would just like record it and kind of get it done with. But, um... It's very weird and annoying because it's not like you're working across an actor. Yeah. Where it's it's a lot easier to act and give a performance when you're able to react to someone who's giving uh giving you emotion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, giving you emotion and like I will say now mm. in the world of self tapes. Oh yes. I have to be Gabe's other end a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm not giving you a performance. But you're doing And I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you do give me enough of a performance where a lot of times I mean they will in the casting room but it's awkward because it's like oh I'm playing like this love interest role and I'm looking at this person who I've never met before most of the time I wouldn't look at them I'd kind of just look straight but still it's like I'm reading with a person who I'd never met before sometimes it's like the character I'm supposed to be reading to like reading with is a you know 21 year old girl or something like that and then the person who's actually reading the lines is like a 50-year-old guy. Yeah. So it's just like, it just, you know, it's not a situation in which... It's like accurate prime to the for, yeah, 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 yeah. Auditions are like such a really tough way to actually show what you can do at your, at your peak, which kind of is a really good way to like determine if you can handle yourself under pressure and, and act. For me to put my two cents in as well. Yes, please. So she does have an IMDb also. <laughs> I have a couple acting credits. Which we'll talk about later. (laughs) No, well, what I was going to say was it is really awkward when I have to read the other part of an audition and 
you know, you're having a really serious scene and my character is like swearing off their head. Oh, and those I, are so and funny. And I like message out, you know, manager and I'm like, is it okay if I say like frick? Because <laughs> I like don't want to say all these swear words. Yeah. It's pretty funny. It is pretty funny. But should we talk about that though? Sure. As a Christian swearing. You do swear in your acting roles. I have sworn in my acting roles. Does that make you nervous as someone was, who doesn't swear? It's weird saying them because I'm not used to it. I just, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, how do I explain it? Like, as a Christian, when you're swearing for an acting role, it's not like I don't, it's not something that like I feel like I'm doing something that's like affecting me spiritually, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. Is that you can kind of separate it? Yeah. It's just that you're like reciting a line. Yeah. And also like when you think of, it also depends on like the project too, because you really want to, like when you think of a story and seeing a character develop from where they start to where they end and say it's like a redemptive story and it's someone who's like, I don't know, in the gutter, drug addict, like all these things that they're trying to, did you hear that? What yeah. the heck just happened in my throat? It really picked up on that mic. Yeah, whoops. To the audio listeners only out there, you're welcome. <laughs> Some ASMR. Where was I even, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, the arc of like a character. They're in the gutter, whatever. The versions of a human that they are at that point, or the version of a human that they are at that point, then go through this crazy story and become redeemed. The only way to like really show that redemption arc properly is on one side of the spectrum doing the things maybe that you don't align with as a person but to tell the story properly and impact people emotionally you do have to like act those things out you know what I mean so it's like that makes sense you're kind of trying to figure out like what is it's it's the age-old dilemma for anyone who like I guess like a Christian or someone who has like specific moral standards for themselves, but also wants to be an actor and then is, is put in a position where they may need to compromise or not compromise. So I've never had to do, I've never had to compromise my morals for my, my roles for your, for my roles yeah, for your acting gig gig. Yeah. My gig, your gig. So fine. I'll tell you guys. (laughs) So we get invited to this meeting that is at a very big, studio i'll say in la right yeah like those studio lots where you know they have the big sound stages and you know all the things that it's like very official it was so exciting i just want to live on one of those lots like it is so exciting for me to be there anyway we have this meeting with a casting director for animation Mm -hmm. and he was really lovely he was familiar with our videos which we were so shocked about yeah one of the things he said was like he had watched some of our videos and he like, I don't know, really loved our dynamic our, and whatever. And but, like our. But then he really liked our voices. He was like, your voices would work, work great for animation, both of you guys. And we were like, what? I get it for gay, but I was like, okay. I was I'll like. take it. What did you say? <laughs> okay. Was that fun? <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, babe. So then we end up getting. I could feel the judgment. We end up getting an audition. For this movie that it was already in production, but they had like some extra lines that they haven't like filled yet. So Gabe and I both go in. I'm nervous because the room itself probably has like 
over 10 people in it, do you think? This was a few weeks later. Yeah. After we have the meeting, he hits us up and is like, yo, guys, we're, we're going to have you come in to read some lines. But yeah, the room was filled with, I don't know. I think the director. Like 10 people. The writer, maybe there was a bunch of people. Gabe crushed it. He just went in. You basically have to read the script, maybe like improv a little bit and do different inflections. So so exactly what happens is you walk into this studio room and it's a lot what you would picture like a movie, not a movie, a like uh, when, when in a movie recording artists are recording where it's like you have the side that is the soundboard where the people sit and chill or whatever. And then you have the inside on the other side of the glass, there's the booth with a microphone that's like all sound treated and like secluded, yeah. but you can see the people at the sound booth. So, um, we go in and they just have a book of all the lines yeah. for us to read. And it's just like a bunch, like lines one after another, not to a specific character. These were kind of just like, extra lines that they had where it's like one random character says one line and then this one random character maybe says like two lines or something like that so it's like they just had to fill those up and uh what they have you do is you go in and it's an audition but it's also your like you're recording for realsies as well so you go in for this audition right and then you read one line after another and you perform them all out as best you can and then if you book the role that means that they have chosen some of your lines that were recorded to put in the movie and then you don't have to go back in yep yeah and that happened to both of us which i was so shocked i feel like they put me in just to be nice because you had really good lines like you know you are very good at voice acting i was just trying to make them all laugh you did some really funny lines and i just i don't know if it was my accent or i was nervous or whatever but i was like i'm definitely not getting in this movie and then we both did we're both on the credits and it was really exciting. So yeah. that is my IMDb story, my audition story. Mm. I'm an actor in Hollywood. You're crushing it, babe. Okay, you ready for my questions? I am. This is, I feel like I'm being interviewed, like straight up. I don't even feel like this is a podcast. Who is the coolest person you have ever seen on set? The coolest person I've ever seen on set? Probably Tyler Perry was the biggest. I did a like TV movie yeah, that he produced. And I, I mean, I didn't even meet him though. I just saw him. He just like rolled up for like the final thing and did his thing. But was it cool? Uh, yeah, it was, it was cool. I mean, it was kind of cool because I was part of the production to be like, oh yeah, we worked together. Yeah, you know? but I see. Even though I didn't even like do anything with him really. That's still pretty big. He's- yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. What is the most annoying thing about being on set? The most annoying thing about being on set? Something, maybe someone is rude or like, just like something that you're like, Ugh. Oh yeah. When you walk, actors will know exactly what I'm talking about. You get to set. The first thing you do is you go to hair and makeup. You walk into hair and makeup. You walk into that trailer. You sit down, whatever you're meeting people for the first time, the hair and makeup people, you know, you have some fellow actors next to you in the chairs next to you. They're, they're getting all done up too. And one of the first things every single time that they ask is what is your star sign and i'm like oh i wish i didn't know this but it's a scorpio (laughs) and i think you only know because of how many times you get asked in la i didn't know i didn't know what it was yeah prior to doing these things but because i was sitting in those hair and makeup chairs now i know people like oh you're such a scorpio like oh my gosh that totally like i totally see that for you and i'm like okay 
Thanks. And that is fine if people are interested in that. Like we both aren't. We don't follow that at all. But it's so common in LA. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's bizarre. And I guess from like a Christian worldview too, it's like like people will not believe in anything really, but then they still believe that star signs are real. I just take it as people are really looking for um, something bigger than just what's here on this material world. Have you ever had a moment in Hollywood where you have been buoyed over someone, where you've seen someone and you're like, oh my gosh, that is really cool? Not really. I mean, well, when, I don't know, like when I first got to LA and I started like meeting other social media people, I think there was like a, not so much like a fanboy thing, but like, it's like, oh, another Viner. I'd love to like film a Vine with them. I never just saw someone and was like, oh my goodness, this is like the coolest thing ever and like freak out, you know. But there were, I've like, I've met some cool people, you know, but it was not, yeah. like I met Gerard Butler one time, which was cool. I went to like a premiere for mm-hmm. one of his movies and I was able to like meet him and take a picture with him and stuff. But I don't know. I just, I don't have that wiring where I would like freak out. Yeah. At, at someone, you know. The thing that's really cool about Gabe is that he is such like a cool guy. This That sounds Wait, so on. lame. What were you saying? What? No, keep talking. The really cool thing about Gabe is that he... <laughs> I just want, really want to make sure that people can hear this. Keep going. He turned it up for everyone missing that trick. <laughs> you are so good at making friends with everybody that I feel like you just don't really fanboy over people because you would just connect with someone and... I don't know. I I understand how you don't fanboy. Can't relate. But you would just make friends with people and be like, oh, yeah, that's really cool. Like, I love what you do. Yeah, I think it's more so like when I like what someone does, I have respect for them. Yeah. And I am a fan of what they do. But I don't like I don't fanboy, if that makes sense. I don't know. It's like a weird like if I were to see someone in person who I'm like. I don't know. Someone pick someone. Chris Pratt. Think he's the man. Right? He's walking down the street right now. You're not fanboying. Yeah, I'd walk out and just be like, "Yo, Chris, love what you do, man. Keep up the good work. High five him, give him a little, you know, real hug or whatever." But then at night, laying in bed, you wouldn't be like, "I can't believe I just met Chris Pratt." No. That so must be nice. so now let's rewind. I mean, I would probably be like, "Oh, that's so cool," and like you know, I'd tell people like, "Dude, I saw Chris Pratt. Like that's epic." But I wouldn't like sit there at night and fantasize about like our hands coming together in a, you know. In a bond between brothers. Who is the nicest actor you've ever met? Nicest actor? On set or, you know, in this like Hollywood world, who is someone where you've been like, wow, they are really nice, humble. The thing is, everyone's nice. Like, you have to have some level of professionalism on set. Also, I forget a lot of the nice... Oh, wait, no, no. Okay, I have one, I have one, I have one. But to finish my thought before, I forget (laughs) so many... Jess will be like... How many celebrities have we have we seen when we were in LA? And I'm like, I don't know, not that many. And then Jess will rattle off like all the ones that we've ever seen. <laughs> and I'm like, dang, babe, good memory. I totally forgot about those. But this is not even on set. This oh. is just a completely separate thing. That is really cool. Angela from the Office. Oh. <gasps> what? Yeah, I forgot. That's you such forgot a good answer. This? Yeah, right. I was walking to a restaurant, and then all of a sudden, she's walking out, and she opens the door. And holds the door for me. I remember that. And she was like, no, no, you can come through. I was like, what? Me? 
You, I love you in the office, by the way. You, you, you me, first. not me, you, you go. <laughs> no, and then we saw her at a coffee shop maybe a couple months later. And so I got to see her in person then. Mm. And she was so nice. Yeah. For some reason, I would run into people, not run into people. I would like come across seeing people way more than Jess. And then I would forget about it. And then she'd be like, remember when you saw this person? I'd be like, oh yeah, I did see that person. My most favorite TV show in the whole world Gabe's like walking. This is when we still lived in LA. Gabe's walking to get a coffee in the morning. This has happened several times. Mm -hmm. He just casually walks past one of the main characters in my favorite show. And then he comes back. He's like, I saw this guy. I'm like. I didn't even know what his real name was. You only knew the character's name. I just knew the character's name because Jess would play the show. And I freaked out. And then it happened a couple more times. And I was like, why am I never with you? I would absolutely freak out and have to talk to him. Oh, and, and our gym. That we used to gym at was, uh, I, we saw Hillary Duff there and James Marsden. We're kind of name dropping right now. Guys, we're kind of a big deal. Like we've met all these people in Hollywood and LA. Like it's whatever. Who is the rudest actor you've ever met? When people ask me this, I wish I had a good story. But I, I don't really because when you're on set, like the reason people are getting hired is because they are, for the most part, they're like, easy to work with and do their job well get along with the crew like it's yeah it's pretty straightforward however there's probably like that top echelon of people who are hired because of their name and it's a huge budget thing and they can you know you know whatever like and and i'm sure at that level you'll there's like divas and stuff and i'm sure at like the smaller levels there's divas and stuff too but like for the most part like you're working with people who are professional you know um with that said I really haven't had like an experience on set where it's like, oh my gosh, what is this person doing? And maybe I have, but I forgot. You know what that means? What does that mean? You're the diva. (laughs) How? Please explain your logic. How? You're like, everyone is really nice. I've never experienced anything. Like that's rare. I, you know, there's a lot of stories about divas and stuff. So I'm like, "Mm, you must be. Yeah, but this is the thing. The stories I feel like come at the moment and this isn't for actors. This is for anyone. This is more of like a, a, take on life and on the human condition right is people are have their low moments that other people go oh my gosh these people are bad people when they're like caught off guard you know so it's like the the stories that you hear of this actor or this actress or whatever them being like a douche or whatever is when probably in in their normal pedestrian life when they're at the grocery store or you know in traffic or I don't know, whatever. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Do you have any more questions for me? That is all my questions for now. We do Because have... I have a question for you. Okay. Are you ready for it? Yes. As the wife of an actor, were you ever uncomfortable like when I'd go to set or when I'd, I don't know, were you ever worried whenever I'd get auditions and there was like a love interest and you're like, but if you book this role, it's going to have to make out like five yeah. times a day. Yeah, I'm going to be totally honest. That is something that I really struggle with. And I know a lot of people don't, even people that we are relatively close with who are wives of actors don't have the same struggle that I do and mm-hmm. they're fine with it. I was even listening to a, a podcast of um, Josh Peck. Josh Peck on his podcast. Yes, his yes. podcast. He was saying that his wife like does not get jealous, does not care about any romantic roles like that. I don't know, maybe. Wouldn't it be nice? No, I'm kidding. Probably. That's a joke. That's a joke, babe. 
That's a joke. I don't know why I struggle with it so much. I just like... I'm sweating right now. It's getting a bit hot in here. Oh my gosh, somebody turn off the AC. <laughs> the thought, even though you're doing it for a role, the thought of you kissing someone else makes me really uncomfortable and I think that's like totally fair. Yeah, that's normal. I think I've just seen in the news, obviously you don't know them personally, but like either people start dating their co-stars or maybe like leave their people to go <laughs> to their co-stars. You know, like mm-hmm. there is a connection. It's a, it's a physical thing. So I do struggle with it, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was something that we just had so many conversations about. But I mean, they're like, you've had to like kiss someone on the cheek and stuff, which is like more fine. And it was more in like a comedy role. Mm-hmm. Those things I don't worry about as mm-hmm. much. I do think it, I remember a couple of years ago you had to like, you had a love interest and you were, I guess like flirting with them and stuff. That's still weird for me to process. But I do know at the end of the day, you're reading a script. Yeah. And you're from, coming home to me. Also like from, not that I actually haven't kissed anyone in like while Jess and I have been together for a role, but I I did in college, I did have two scenes that I did where I kissed girls, but in when you're in like doing a a role and doing that sort of thing, it's like, it's awkward. I bet. Like it's weird, you know? It's not just a one-time thing. It would be over and over. Okay, now this angle, this angle. Can you do this? Can you do this a little differently? Mm-hmm. I bet it's awkward. Yeah, it's weird. It's still something that I pray never happens. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard though because the reality of acting for you, which is something that you've struggled with a lot too, is like roles that you would go for would end up being something like that. You would have a love interest. Well, not even that I would go for. Roles that I am like typecast for. That's what I mean. You yeah. know, it's like the guy and then there's the girl. Yeah. And then you fall in love, you know? So it's just like the nature of a lot of the roles that I auditioned for, but I never booked one of those. So like, you know, so far smooth sailing. So far so good. So far so good. (laughs) Am I right, ladies? (laughs) No, I don't know which one to press. That's so stupid. Oh my gosh. Let's talk about, I have two really juicy things that I feel like we can talk about. Okay. Number one, let's talk about red carpets. Mm. We have both dabbled in a red carpet. Yes. I mean, you more than me. But I just think that is really interesting from someone who like pre-dating you was a fan of all of this and just Mm -hmm. so intrigued with the industry. I can, I still have that part of me that's like, I find this so interesting. So I, I feel like other people will too. Let's talk about red carpets. Red carpets are, I mean, they're weird. They are. They're cool though. Like when you do it. So cool. Yeah. When you do it, it's like, it's like this weird, like the first time you do it, it's this weird, like euphoric moment of like, oh my gosh, I'm on a red carpet. I'm famous. (laughs) You know, it's it's, really, first of all, I don't know. Now looking like, I feel like we, especially now living in Nashville, we like separate ourselves a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like pre-marrying me, you were a lot more involved in the industry. But I'm like, how did we go to, how did we get invited to those sh- shows? Well, this is like the strategy. There's like, di- there's like strategy when it comes to trying to legitimize yourself in the industry. This goes for red carpets. This goes for paparazzi photos. They're kind of in the same category because you're getting your photos taken and they go on like Getty images and stuff like that. But um, you're basically trying to legitimize yourself within the industry. When I first moved to LA and I was trying to 
kind of get my footing and whatever, it was a lot easier to be considered for larger opportunities when we were able to show like a, 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 I guess like a pitch deck about myself. I forget exactly what the, the term is called for the thing, but it shows like all the brands that I've worked with. And it's like, oh my gosh, he's worked with, you know, all these big brands. It shows, you know, red carpet images of me. It's like, oh, he's obviously, you know, somewhat legit because he's been on carpets. It shows paparazzi photos. It shows, and, and you you kind of like build this deck that kind of shows you as a legitimate figure within the industry. Yeah. And that kind of allows for you more do- doors to open for you. you so know? something that I feel like maybe some people know, but maybe a lot of people don't know is that to have those opportunities, like you pay for a publicist to get those opportunities pretty much. What what opportunities you're saying? Red carpet. Yeah, magazine. you don't have to. Sometimes your manager can get them for you or there's an opportunity through your agent or something like that. Or there's a PR firm that works with the movie or the event or whatever it is that's being put mm-hmm. on yeah. that is like uh, put in charge to reach out to influencers. So, you know, you got a DM yeah. where you get invited or something like that. You're right. But the bigger opportunities, like legitimate interviews. Those bigger opportunities come through paying a publicist. Yeah. Which I didn't know about that pre-coming to LA. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I had more of like a innocent mind about it all. But it is very much like a very strategic industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so red carpets, very exciting. What I will say is when we were on red carpets, we come at like the beginning. <laughs> and like... The really big, cool people come at the end. Yeah, so there's like a period of time. There's like a red carpet window of time. Yeah. And usually you want to try and push yourself as late as possible because that's when like the stars are showing up and like the big musicians or, you know, whatever that you're you're there for. What was our first one? You went to a couple before me, but we both went to the AMAs. AMAs, that, that was our first one together. Yeah, I, I had done, I think my first one was Billboard music awards and it's so weird you like walk on for the first time and there's someone in front of you that has like a sign for your name yeah so then all the people taking photos all the paparazzi people taking photos know your name and can like call your name and be like gabriel look here up top gabriel you know, right, smile. Not, can we get a smile gabriel they're not calling they're yelling yeah yeah, they're screaming at you it is really overwhelming mm-hmm. as someone who gets nervous and like get, has anxiety that's a really intense line to walk yeah and it's not just like oh i'm you know camera shy there's like rows and rows of cameras it's like an ocean of cameras and it's just like and flashes going off they're yelling at you and they're all yelling at you being like turn turn get the can we get a picture like show us your teeth yeah 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 yeah, yeah, give us a kiss it's like yeah if we're like together then they're like they just want to kiss her come on (laughs) (laughs) oh man it's really funny though it's a weird experience then and you kind of get used to it after you do a few and you're like, oh, okay, this is like, it's fine. It is what it is. I just do it, get the photos. It's nerve wracking, but mm-hmm. so much fun. Yeah. What I will say is one of the red carpets that we did together, I was wearing this tight, long dress. It was off the shoulder and I was, you're already nervous to walk the carpet or mm-hmm. I was because like everyone's yelling at you and you like don't really know how to pose and I don't know if you remember, but when all the photos came out, everyone thought I was pregnant because like it was just a tight dress. It was just my body. I, I remember I ate fries before. I think I was like a little, maybe a little bloated. But do you remember we were, and we had to post pictures because it was like part of a 
deal that we were working yeah, yeah, yeah. with them on. Dude, that was such a rough night in the next like few days. Every other comment was baby bump, baby bump, baby bump. And I remember we left the show. We went to the hotel that we were at and I was crying in the lobby at all of the comments. And we had to get permission from the company that we were working with for me to turn the comments off Mm -hmm. because it was like so intense. And we were only maybe six months married at that point. And it was just really, really hard. So now I'm obviously nervous to wear anything tight anymore. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that? Yeah, no, I do. That was 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 pretty brutal. Just don't comment that someone's pregnant if you don't know. Because oh either they're pregnant and you've just outed that they're pregnant before they've announced it, or you just call them fat. I know. So it's it's uh, like, don't do it, you know? So the other thing is paparazzi. Well, that segues from what we were t- kind of talking about before. Which shocked me even more yeah, this when one's a I weird one. started dating Gabe. A lot of the paparazzi pictures that you see going out are planned. A fake. I mean, they're real paparazzi pictures, but they're set up. it's set up. The publicist tells the paparazzi person to be at this place at this time and then you walk out sometimes you even like talk with them before and it was very weird when we first did it because it was like this is what you do so was you know my first experience getting paparazzi pictures that your first experience too no my first experience i was <laughs> i was told i was like oh go for a hike at runyon which is like a hike in, in la so i went for a hike whatever and then at the bottom of like one of the exits entrances or whatever there was a person there like waiting to take photos but then like i had to like talk with him and then he was like oh you, you can you go back up i need to get a few more whatever so then i ran back up and then you know came back down is that so awkward it's so weird and you're sitting there like this is part of my job to like fake being popular like what and then it like gets put in a magazine those pictures it's all like strategy on like marketing yourself yeah i know, you know it's like part of the business in a way you know, like the first person, there's probably, it, paparazzi photos probably started legit where it's just like people getting paparazzi photos of themselves and then someone who was probably not getting as much paparazzi photos and attention as they wanted to be like as present in the press was like, oh, what if I pay this paparazzi to like take photos yeah. of me? And, you know, and now it's more of like a deal. It's like, oh, you can get some photos of someone notable and the person can get photos for themselves. So it's like a handshake agreement or whatever. But I remember the first time we had paparazzi pictures, we were walking out of an interview that you did. Mm-hmm. No one told me that we were about to get these pictures done. Otherwise, I probably would have put myself together a little nicer. But we walked out of the building where you had the interview and we met the guy. And we're like, hey, this is what we're going to do. And I was like, what is going on? And we basically had to walk back and forth a couple times. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, there is no way that this is what Hollywood is like. I was really shocked. It's a facade. It's all fake. But it really does make sense. Like, it's yeah. all just, I think, a more strategic industry than a lot of people think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to move on to some questions. Yeah, let's do it. Thank you at So Far So Good Podcast for those who were um, submitting questions on our Instagram. And before we get into the questions, if you were listening and would love to give us a rating... We just, we hit a thousand, a thousand five stars. Do you have your phone on you? Can you check? Yeah, we have 1.4 thousand five star reviews on Spotify. Thank you guys so much. That's awesome. We really appreciate it. It helps. That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Really, it does mean a lot. Thank you. We appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Was Gabe ever asked to do something for a role that he wasn't comfortable with? Not really. I mean, 
things that are awkward, like when when like you were mentioning that when I kiss that girl's cheek, it's just like a awkward and weird, you know, like the out of like when you're in the moment and you're like trying to make it as authentic as possible, you're like doing your job. But it's yeah. like it's like a weird. I think the thing that I thought of when I read that question was like, I think you haven't gone through with roles as in you haven't gone further in the audition process, even when they wanted you to. Because maybe it wasn't a role that you were comfortable with. Yeah, yeah. So there were there have been times where I've auditioned for something and then they're like, okay, we don't think he's right for this role and we have another guy in mind, but we really like him, so we want him to audition for this other role. And then that other role is like, ah, I don't want to do what I would have to do in this role, you yeah. know? So, and then other times it's weird, you know, a lot of the character descriptions and it's vague. You only get a few if it's a tv show you know you have 10 episodes or however many episodes of of script that tell the whole story and you don't get access to all those a lot of the time you just get a few pages so you don't fully so you don't fully know what the whole character what you would have to do as the full character you kind of have to like piece things together in your head for the audition but you're not fully sure and it's tough when like things move forward and then you have start start having conversations or like then you get access to the full script or whatever. And then you're like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to, you know, yeah, I haven't gotten far enough to where it's like, we want to give you the role. And then I see what it is and it's not that, but the, uh, the, what I mentioned before has happened where there's another role that I go, I don't really want to audition for that role. Mm-hmm. So, you know yeah. what? I totally forgot to bring this up. What? Sorry. This is making this about me now. Do you remember when I got my wisdom teeth taken out mm-hmm. and there was a very, very big streaming service asking me to audition for a role? Oh my gosh. Yes. And I had just gotten my wisdom teeth. First of all, I'm so confused why they asked multiple times for me to audition for this. It was like a main character in this series or movie that they were making and great opportunity. I just couldn't. I had my wisdom teeth taken out. I was swollen. I could barely talk. But that... I definitely need to write that. I need a journal about that. That is a big thing. It was pretty crazy because it was also like, if you did like just relatively decent, you would have booked it. Well, I don't know. They were begging they for you to audition. Asked several and, times. And our manager was like, she can't talk. Like she has cotton stuffed in her face and has her wisdom teeth out. Like, can we wait till next week? And they're like, oh, we need to have this rule booked by next week or whatever. I just think that's so random because I'm, not even like an actor on there. I don't know. They must have like found me through social media. Or social whatever. media. A role that I booked there were the director saw my vines and was like, oh, there's certain vines where he's like acting a specific way. Wow. That I can see him fitting this role perfectly. I didn't so know. So it helps. Sometimes it helps if the people see your stuff, like the voiceover thing that we were talking about where he had seen our stuff and they like you and like what you're doing on camera and in your videos. And then they go, I can see this person in my thing. But if it's just like, broad stroke I'm an influencer and have followers it doesn't necessarily help if that makes sense yeah it was just so random Mm -hmm. is it true that you have to know people to get to the top it helps I mean not that I'm an actor but I would say that that's definitely yeah you don't have to but it is like a Mario Kart shortcut and a half you know what I mean (laughs) like there's the beaten trail that you can't really tell is a shortcut and then there's a long way around. You just hit that hard right, go down the thing, get the speed boost, jump over the ramp. It's a pretty good analogy, to be honest. Yeah, it is. I remember I when we it. lived in LA, you had a lot of, I guess they were just called generals, general meetings. 
Yeah. Which is kind of for that purpose, right? It's, a, I guess you can explain it. A general meeting is literally quite. Yeah, you just go in and you meet a casting director or you meet, um, you know, someone in a production company or something just to like get you on their radar and they get to meet you. You have a conversation, can kind of like connect and just talk about what you're doing and, and all that sort of stuff. So, and yeah. you've had um, like auditions that have come from someone that you've met previously. And I feel like that has helped you. Yeah, I've gotten a lot of auditions from casting directors who. I've auditioned for before and really liked me, but I wasn't, you know, fit for that specific role. So they keep kept asking me to come back. Talking about all this auditioning stuff makes me want to audition so bad, first off. Well, you did act last week. I did act last week. I did. Yeah. Okay. So I thought we could end with you just like bragging about yourself for a little bit. What? Do you want to go into the story where you nearly booked that really big role, mm. but just one thing was missing? This story starts... At the age of six, <laughs> me and my brother were, were first years at school. I went to school for two years, then I was homeschooled, but I was in school for two years in first and second grade. I joined the wrestling team with my brother. Don't like it. My dad loves it. Makes me keep doing it for the rest of time. I then find out, actually, I like basketball. Whoops, can't do it because I am doing wrestling, and it is the same season. And you were good at it. I was I was good at basketball. I did it for one year. So I wrestled in first and second grade. Then in third grade, I got to take off and play basketball. And my dad was like, mm, boring. Put me back in wrestling. Dad. Uh. Dad, duh. <laughs> Come on. Uh, I was good in third grade. They bumped me up to the fourth and fifth graders. That's pretty hectic. I was balling at that point. Fast forward to me being in LA. I auditioned for this basketball movie big big actor in it it's like a full thing the director like that i loved his movies it was like oh my gosh this role is sick i would love to book this and do the first audition great i didn't even like it went so well she loved it had me read it like usually when you're in an audition and they ask you to then like oh can you try it out this way can you try it out that way that means they really like you and want to see if you can like mm. you know adapt to a lot of people at first like read that i was like oh my gosh they didn't like how I did it. That's how I would They take usually it. don't like how you did it if they go, okay, thank you. And then you leave after mm -hmm. just one thing. Because then they're like, that person's not fit for the role. But if they start like workshopping it with you, that means they really like you and want to see like how good you can get at the thing. Anyway, went great. So I'm one of three people or two or whatever. I was very close to, to booking the role. I think they liked me the most from like what I gathered from like what my managers and agents were saying. But the final audition was a basketball tryout, essentially. Yeah, like a physical test. Yeah, and basketball is my favorite sport, but I didn't get to freaking play. And they were like, okay, when you show up, it's like you have to have... When you first auditioned, they said that it was like, have you played basketball before? And I was like, yes. yes. I think it was like the minimum requirement was high school. Mm -hmm. And then they wanted people who were like really good. So it was like college or whatever. And I was just like, yeah, I played in high school. I, I mean, like, for fun. I just marked it. Yeah, no, I did. I technically played basketball in high school. Still do. I get to the final audition. I'm like, crap. I need to train. So I start like actually like training. I have a buddy who was helping me. I know. remember that. You trained a couple times. I sent videos in. Yep. You know, and then I think from the video, then you get the final basketball audition. So it was like a whole, whatever, it was a whole thing. And from that, I met the director there. Like it was all, it was so, like it was so cool. And I was like, this could be it. And on the forum, when you, when we walked up, all the guys walked up to that basketball tryout, 
that basketball audition, it had like your level of basketball mm. experience that you mark. And I was like high school. So I marked it there too. I'm like, okay, I definitely played high school. <laughs> but then they're having you run all these drills and stuff like that. And I just, I wasn't familiar. You know what I mean? And I, the thing that I am like worse at is like ball handling and dribbling. Like mm-hmm. I can still, sh- I can shoot pretty decently for not having played. I just don't have enough like, I guess like training and running drills and stuff like that to like have ball handling. So it definitely was like, as I was going through it, I'm like, gosh, it looks like I have like two left feet doing this for sure. Yeah. And I wish now knowing what I know and how persistent you have to be, I wish I was way more persistent with like going to the casting director and being like, I will train Mm. harder than anyone else to make sure that I, you know what I mean? Like I'll pay for the training. I don't care. But I didn't book the role because of that. And it's like, that's something that I probably would have booked if I did have the training. It kept and with you for a while. What? Just like, you were really bummed. Because yeah, I was bummed about that. That was the, the one thing. And it's all my dad's fault. <laughs> no. I was just going to say, I know you. And I know that if you had booked the role, you would have trained every single day and become so good at basketball. So it's really their loss. But everything happens for a reason. Thanks, babe. You probably got a different opportunity because you didn't get that one. So. Yeah. Anyway, this was a really interesting conversation. Was it? I learned a lot. Did you? And I just think we at, I mean, social media, we're in Nashville. Like, we're kind of in a bubble, but we're in a really cool industry. And I just think mm-hmm. we're really grateful. Yeah, it it's is really cool. cool. Anyway, we love you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. And let's do life together. Bye. Bye. Bye.